Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and hanging out with you is one of my favorite things to do, especially on the rare occasions when I get to share with you a very real conversation that happens as a natural result of coaching some of my current clients, which is what we're going to do today. Today, I am sharing with you a conversation I had recently with one of my Masters Club members. That means she's been through several fat loss fast tracks. She also went to Ascend last November, my in-person event I had in Nashville, Tennessee. And she's just incredible and fascinating. And I think this conversation is so powerful because it touches on something that many people feel really stuck with. And that is this idea of food addiction. And maybe you don't use that word addiction. Maybe that feels a little bit strong for you, but it boils down to this sense that you don't have control over how much you eat with certain things. This idea that once I start with this thing, it's all over, I can't stop myself. Sending that message that food has more power or certain foods have more power and therefore it creates this sense of fear, right? This fear because we don't have control over the outcome when we introduce certain things. So this client that I'm chatting with today, she really struggled with this for a very long time. And in fact, she found herself in the 12-step group Overeaters Anonymous, which part of their, their ethos, their philosophy is accepting that you are addicted and you don't have control and therefore certain things are off limits. And while that helped her for a certain period of time, it got to the point where she wanted more freedom. She wanted to really create a life where food wasn't in control and it wasn't this big scary thing. But transitioning out of a place of fear, out of a place where you have believed for such a long time, in her case, she had lost over 100 pounds, transitioning out of this space where you feel afraid of certain foods or certain behaviors because you believe you do not have control over them to creating a sense of, yeah, I have total control. So we talk through how that transition happened, where she really had to practice some specific mindset techniques. And then interestingly, as the conversation evolves into where she's at now and what's hard now, we see the exact same mindset 
of powerlessness, just in a different area of life. And so we talk through how to get through a current struggle using techniques and strategies that have been successful before. So this is just a client I have a great relationship with. We go way, way back. And in fact, as the conversation kicks off, I ask her to give a little bit of that backstory because she has been through several fat loss fast tracks, but how did she get there? Where has she really grown and evolved? And what is she struggling with now? So for anybody who feels like you might not be in control of your food choices, or there are certain things where you are just powerless, I think this will be a really great episode for you. And I'm always so, so thankful and grateful and appreciative when my clients are willing to step forward and step out of their comfort zone more often than not to share their experiences, their journey, what's gone well, but also sometimes the hardest part to talk about, what's currently hard, and allow me to share our coaching session on how to make that better. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I know there's a lot of good stuff in it. Do not forget that for the next couple of days, registration is still open for the Summer Fat Loss Fast Track. To learn more about it, you can either listen to episode 352 of the Primal Potential podcast, or you can go to primalpotential.com forward slash summer17. We're going to jump right into this conversation, and you will hear me kind of kick off with, catch me up, bring me up to speed, let's go back to the beginning, where did we start, what worked well for you, so I hope you enjoy the episode, and I hope I get to work with you this summer. Have a great day. See you on the other side. Give me a little bit of background. We have been working together for quite some time through the Fat Loss Fast Tracks and then your time at Ascend and your time in the Masters Club. And I'd love to go way back um, because sometimes we forget just how far we've come. But prior to your first, first Fat Loss Fast Track, what made you say, this is something I need to do for myself? Well, actually, I can go back a little further than that because you had at one point an option that you could get a, um, I think it was a 30-minute coaching call, but coaching call, and then you could, and you sent out this like massive like questionnaire, and then we got together and we had a conversation on the phone, and so that's, that's actually when I got hooked during that conversation. I mean, I think you kind of kind of challenged me a lot, Elizabeth, when you asked me. I remember. (laughs) And I said, I wanted my hips to be smaller. And you said, why? And I still can't answer that damn question. Okay. I I don't know. But you said, why? And then I remember at the end of it, and you gave me some suggestions. You you gave me some suggestions on how to, how to, uh, because I had been taking care of, I had been actually tracking my food. So you gave me some like three or four concrete suggestions of things I could do, but you kind of left me with that like why? So I ask you then about the cost for individual coaching. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know, because you know I've lost about 100 pounds and I've kept it off about 11 years, you, you said I didn't. I already know what worked for me and that you didn't really see the value of individual coaching for me. And I thought, wow, she either thinks I'm a nut and doesn't want to work with me or... <laughs> What's more likely is that she really cares and doesn't want me to waste any money. So that kind of is the way I rolled, listening to your podcast, looking at your blog, your emails. 
And then when the first fat loss fast track came out, I emailed you and asked you if you thought that might be something I could do. And you said that if I wanted um, a community to work with, if I wanted a little more day to day uh, uh, assistance and if I wanted a program where every week we would give a challenge, you would give a challenge and you would go through that challenge and give me a little more focus. Mm -hmm. Then I decided to sign up for the Fat Loss Fast Track. So that's actually how I first started. That's so funny because when you say that, I remember it very, very clearly. I remember where I was when we had that first call. Um, I, I sort of forgot that I used to do that. Uh, but what stood out to me, yeah, was that you were really lacking confidence. And you were looking for answers outside of yourself as opposed to from yourself, for yourself. So when you joined your first Fat Loss Fast Track, kind of take me through what changed for you in that process. What did you do differently? How did you think differently, if at all? Where have you sort of evolved from, from that point to where you are now? Well, there was a point where you just said that you noticed that I had a lack of confidence. Mm -hmm. I not only had a lack of confidence, I had extreme anxiety. Somehow I felt, because I lost my weight, the last part of my weight I lost while I was going through a a 12-step program Mm -hmm. for food addiction. And I had a lot of fear that if I didn't, if I left that group or if I didn't do everything that it said, I would gain that weight back again. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of anxiety behind that. I had a lot of anxiety about the scale going up, going down, going up, going down. Um, and I just, and you know, I could, I know where all this comes from. I won't bore you with the details. I know exactly where it comes from because I did work that 12 step program. Uh, but knowing where it comes from and that it's an irrational false belief does not necessarily keep you from, um, keep you, you know, make you say, oh, well I can just drop this. So when I came, so when I came into the fast track, um, I love, I love numbers. I love numbers. I love, I love, I love science. I love, I love, I'm a, I'm a ex, I'm a retired military officer. I love, I love like rules. Like I love all that. <laughs> and so, um, I think I initially approached the fat, fat loss fast track that way. And that's not really the way you have it designed. Right. Yeah. So, but, but it was still, I could do my thing because every week we had a challenge Every week I could set myself up to do the challenge. And so I really love the structure. And then when we, when you open the Facebook, when we do the Facebook group and I started connecting with people, I felt like I was in a group that was a lot less rigid than the 12 step program I came out of. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful program. I have seen people change their lives mm-hmm. in this program. I will always would be recommending it. But it got to a point where I didn't like I didn't like the life I would have to lead in order to be a full fledged member of that program. So they have certain requirements, um, no alcohol, uh, no. uh, That was the big one. Actually, it was the main one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And um, and certain things like that, um, that that meant I would live a really structured life. And I've seen people, as I said, lose hundreds of pounds. And if that's what it takes to live that life instead of walking around with 300 pounds, 
Yep. That's wonderful. So, but the, but so the fast lot, fat loss fast track gave me another community, which I think is exceedingly important for yep. weight loss. And you really like got back to everybody. Like if you, if I posted something, you got back to me. And I can't even remember how many I've done, but I remember that first one. I came out of it and I actually had lost a little weight, mm -hmm. but what I had more than the weight loss because the problem is I probably am at the optimal weight for my body type and age. That's probably the truth. And, I and that's not a problem, by the way. Well, it's just that like if you want to lose more weight, you're kind of like stuck, right? So, <laughs> Well, you're I, not stuck if you're at your optimal body weight, but continue. Yeah, and, and maybe I'm not, but I guess what my point was, I did, I did lose a little weight, but what I had was a lot more, like had extra tools. There was one I remember I didn't want to do because you said um, it was a no processed food. Mm -hmm. And um, and I used dressings on my salad that had were some processed. And I said, I didn't want to give that up. And you said, you don't have to. Um, I mean, just take what works. Yep. And that was like when I first started realizing that this could actually be tailored to me because I already had a fairly clean diet. And then what I also loved, and that's why I say that anxiety part is the best. I mean, I remember writing you and saying, well, what about coffee made? It has hydrogenated fats and everything. Tomorrow, that's a small rock. Yep. I loved it when you said that's a small rock. Tomorrow, that's fine. You, you don't have to do all that. And that's what I need to do. I need to know that I could do less. Yeah. And be okay. Yeah. And you know, one thing that really stood out to me in getting to know you and your story, and I agree with you, whatever works for an individual, I'm all about it. What I think you evolved to was a place where you wanted to trust that you are stronger than food is. And we evolved to that point. Like I think starting out when I was at my heaviest, I certainly felt like there were things I just needed to flat out stay away from because of where I was in my journey at that time. But that doesn't mean that that's the mindset we need to take forever and ever and ever. To your point of like part of that 12-step program being no alcohol. Well, there might be a time when it's very reasonable and even healthy to enjoy a glass of wine on occasion. And what I think is most important and where I know you and I have had a lot of conversations over the past year or so is trusting that you're in control more than a glass of wine, more than a bowl of ice cream. And really, while there was a time in your journey where I think it was very, very helpful to have strict and rigid rules, getting to a point where you can say, I'm in control, and I'm not controlled by food at any time, even if in the past it feels like I have been, and there was a season where that messaging really worked for me. For the rest of my life, I want to feel like I can enjoy certain things in reasonable amounts and maintain that control and trust that I have the power to not lose it. Because to your point, you had that anxiety coming from a place where you had lost so much weight and fearing that you might put it back on and that it would snowball. If you had this one thing, it might turn into another and another and another, and then you're back to where you're starting. But when we develop the confidence in ourselves that no matter whether we make a good choice or a bad choice, it's just a choice. And in the next moment, we can do whatever we want. We can choose whatever we want. We are in control of that moment, of what we put in our mouth, when we put it in our mouth, how much we put in our mouth. And that, that takes a lot of work. I know that that is an ongoing process for you. 
Yes, it is. And, you know, I remember now um, when it really um, when I really started working on that. And I don't know which I don't know what I, what process I was in, but at that loss, but I don't know. But it was a while ago. And I remember somebody said something about eating cake or ice cream or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I said I was afraid. Mm-hmm. And then you typed in, why afraid tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Question. <laughs> and then I explained. And then you, and that's when you, you and I think you have this message all the time, but this is when we kind of pinpointed that, it, and I really started to believe that um, that I actually did have control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I really didn't feel like it because I, I really thought that once I ate something, I would just keep going. And I'm going to be honest. Uh, one time I had went on a, when the first time I had cookies in, um, since I had been in the program at my daughter's house last, uh, last, uh, Christmas, I believe it was. And I wrote you and said, I ate like, I don't know, 200 cookies or whatever. And I was freaking out. And you I said, remember. my dear friend, they're just cookies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I remember after I ate them that I, that, that, like you said, nothing flies into my mouth. I could stop mid bite. Mm-hmm. I have that power. I mean, mm-hmm. I do it, but I have that power. That's when I started to really realize. Now I do know that I need to leave them alone, not only for health benefits, but the fact is I just overindulge when I eat them and I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. But that's a lot different than being afraid. I mean, fearful, just afraid, afraid to have, a dessert like that. And and so I think that probably out of everything I've gotten from the fast loss, fast track, that was the best because then I was able to, uh, I'll say leave the, uh, the program. I have not left that program in the sense of I still have wonderful friends. They are still going to meetings, but they have this requirement that you be abstinent and abstinence is very strict definition, which includes no alcohol, which includes a lot of other things. And only when you have been abstinent nine days, can you, 90 days, can you get up and speak or sponsor other people, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and that's, I think, a little different than other 12-step programs. But the problem with that is that even when people, like, would, would eat something, then they had a break. That's, like, a horrible thing. Like, you broke. Right. You know? It's not. It's they, a choice. They call it breaking, and then you can't, you know, you have to get rid of your sponsors. You can't, you know, get up and talk in the meetings and everything like that, and I'm fine with that. So I still go to the meetings because I just find a lot of encouragement from it. I have a lot of friends there, but I'm just taking from the meetings. I have a different definition of absence, which actually is almost as close as theirs except for the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, so I'm much happier, and I did not think I would ever get to that point seriously. From the time I lost that weight, I was fearful every moment that I would be back up to 268 pounds again. So I just pulled up the cookie email. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. <laughs> um, do you mind if I read just two sentences of it? Because I think that it's like such a valuable lesson. And we've all been there. You said, for the first time in almost six years, I binged on cookies. I know overindulging in alcohol during the party weakened my resolve and the long duration of the party, 8 p.m. through 3 a.m., had a great deal to do with it. I had nightmares last night of eating vats of partially melted vanilla ice cream, and this morning I'm having a hard time getting my head together about what happened. I'm very disappointed with myself. And, and, And you're so right. It's so funny that you remember what I said. I said... It's just food, my sweet friend. And then I said, 
leave the emotion at the door, create a good day, let it go. They are just cookies. Do not create <laughs> drama over cookies. And I think That's we, we all find ourselves in those moments where we are acting like we killed somebody and it's food. Like to be having nightmare. I'm having nightmares about partially melted vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I mean, we can laugh about it now and I don't do that to make light of it. I'm glad you can laugh about it too. You were really legitimately upset. I was. <laughs> and to just be able to say, first of all, what I see in that email is for the first time in six years, you binged on cookies. Dude, you have come so far and you have nothing to feel but proud of yourself. Second okay. of all, critical lessons, right? When we drink too much, our food choices go to shit. That's the way it is. <laughs> like, it's a great opportunity to say, you know, one or two glasses of wine or whatever it is, okay, I'm in control. More than that, nightmares about partially melted vanilla ice cream, not worth it, <laughs> you know? And then lastly, the opportunity to practice, I'm not going to carry it with me. I'm not going to let yesterday's choices create any negativity for me today. Because when we do, we carry that cloud with us. And that cloud is a veil through which we see all the rest of our choices. We judge ourselves, we're disappointed. And I know, and you know, when you're feeling good and happy, you make better choices than when you're down on yourself. That's just very real. So let's talk, let's fast forward a little bit to where you are today. Okay. You are very active for the most part, right? With the exception of oh, like yes. some injuries here and there and some recovery time here and there. You're active. You work out regularly. You eat very clean. Um, to your point, you're somewhere very, very close to your ideal body weight. Whether your body composition is ideal is a different story. And I know you're, you know, you're regularly working towards building strength and things like that. What feels the hardest for you right now? So, you know, you had uh, the master's group do, um, or maybe, I don't know, it was the master's group or you ask everybody. No, I think it was the master's group. Anyway, you, some something, because I'm all about Elizabeth right now. Something, <laughs> something we're doing a three, three choices, two to five choices. Yeah, so that I was had the master's to think club. about that. Yep. But I didn't, I didn't even have to think, I didn't even have to, to think about it. My problem is, it's, and it actually bleeds into all of my life. My daughter even mentioned it to me the other day. I am a very structured person. And when I have my, my structure, then everything goes perfect. So uh, not perfectly, but everything goes well. Mm -hmm. You throw in a monkey wrench and you'll probably remember this. This is a, a couple, about a year, actually a year ago, like next month, because the baby's a year old. Mm -hmm. I went to LA when my daughter had, um, was having her baby. And during the time, she was also in this TV show. So there were cameras and stuff every around. Mm -hmm. My nails, I couldn't get my nails done. My hair was jacked up. I was on a cane limping because I was in a lot of pain. I hadn't figured out what was going on. I couldn't work out. And my food choices were just really bad. I was just, she, she was living in this place, an illegal apartment that you couldn't cook in. It was crazy. It was a zoo. And I remember writing you an email about it, you know, just bitching, just like, oh, da da da, da. Yep. I can't, the food choices are bad, da 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 
And then I think it might have been a voice. Seems like to me I heard your voice because I think I played it for my daughter. But anyway, maybe it was a voice. No, but anyway, basically you said, let's take a, another look at this. First of all, isn't it wonderful that you were able to take the time off from work to be there with your daughter at this great time? Yeah. And isn't it wonderful that you have TV cameras recording it for all posterity? <laughs> Isn't that great? And isn't it? And so you just kept saying, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it? And um, and then you said, and then, you know, make the best choices that you can. Right. Okay. And so it really, when I read that to my daughter, she was like, mom, because she that everybody admits, everybody who knows me knows that you throw a monkey wrench into my schedule, even as much as it could have happened today. But for the point challenge today, mm -hmm. I'm up at five to go to the Pilates and I get a call from the manager that is canceled. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is like I was supposed to do. Long story short, I went for an hour-long walk, and I'm going to do a class later on this afternoon. That's really progress. But that's my problem. That's the thing I work on. Though, is being consistent. During the week, it's great. But holidays and weekends, I fall apart a little. Let's pause right there for a second. Mm -hmm. You are defining yourself that way. And while I know you're describing it to me as an answer to a question, I know, because I know you well enough to know, that this is something you tell yourself. As long as I have a schedule, I'm fine. But if I don't, everything falls apart. And that is yep. the expectation. You know, we talked on our last Master's Club webinar about um, I am the kind of person who, about how pride is part of the thing that fosters discipline. Why so many of us are really great at our jobs, but then we wonder why we don't take great care of ourselves because we have a lot of pride in, I am the type of person who does really well at work. I am the type of person who steps up when things need to get done. Um, and then I am the type of person who falls apart when my structure falls apart. Yes. So you are defining yourself this way. I am the type of person who needs a structure to be successful. I am the type of person who falls apart when a wrench gets thrown into the works. That is the issue. I think that it is far less about learning to be flexible, go with the flow, than it is about you've got to stop playing that tape over and over and over in your head because here's what you're doing when you do that. You're rehearsing that. You are rehearsing, forming this groove, this channel in your brain of when things don't go right, I fall apart. Everything's fine when I have a structure, but when things don't go well, I fall apart. You are rehearsing that pattern of behavior every single time you define yourself that way, out loud or in your thoughts or in your actions. Wow. Because just like, let's say you have a big presentation at work. Okay. And just like you would go through it in your head and yeah, I'm going to do this and it goes like this. And then I go to this part and then I go to that part. You're rehearsing it so that you perform it the way that you rehearsed it. The same is true. Every single time you say everybody that knows me knows that if something goes wrong, I fall apart. You have rehearsed that so many times that it plays out exactly as you rehearse it. And so the thing that has to change is your narrative. Like, I'm learning to be more flexible. I don't care if Pilates studio gets pulled up into space. <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with what you are able to do. Because ultimately, if you had the time allotted in your day to go to Pilates and the Pilates studio gets abducted by aliens, you still have the time in your day to move your body. Period. Yeah, you know, it's just like, you know, you have to have a surgery and you have to recover from that surgery. You're not dead. You still have so much that you are in control of. 
But if you keep telling yourself, well, if it's not my normal schedule, I'm screwed. Every time you think that, you have to realize you are rehearsing the problem. You are practicing the failure that you want to overcome. So you think it's more about the tape running and me saying those words. Yeah, because you believe it. And so every time this is just who you are and everybody knows this is who I am. And so when something like that happens, you go, there I go. I'm screwed because now my schedule is not what I expected. So here we go. It's just, it's an automated reaction. It's not only what you think of yourself, but you say everybody else thinks it of you too. It's your expectation, and we live up to our expectations, positive and negative. So then the, to understand this, so making a plan of what to do and all of that, where does that fit in when it's really just what I'm saying to myself? You understand? Well, I think it's question? great to make a plan, and the plan part isn't the problem. Okay. The plan part and executing on your plan isn't the problem. But when you believe... But if I don't have that plan, I'm screwed. That's where the problem is on that part. I should have a plan, execute the plan. That's awesome. But just like you told yourself and you had to practice this, I have more control than food does. And I can have a drink and not put 100 pounds back on. I can have a drink and stop. I can have a little bit of Halo Top ice cream and be done with it. And it doesn't turn into a bender. You created that belief and it was reflected in your choices. This is the exact same thing, which is why I said before we started, the reason we were going to start with what you've done well is because that tells us how to optimize where you're not doing well. This is the exact same situation as going from, I can't have alcohol. I can't have cookies. I can't have ice cream because I'm addicted to it. And if I do, I've broken and I need to start over and I'm weak. Going from that to, actually, I can. And it's going to take some practice and it's going to take some, you know, getting comfortable with it. But I have total control of what I put in my mouth and when. And I can move on from decisions that don't make me feel my best and go and make something that does make me feel my best. Now you're in a place outside of food where you're transitioning from, I'm the kind of person who falls apart when a wrench gets thrown in my plans to, wait, actually, I have as much control to make a decision when I don't have something scheduled as when I do. And I love it when my schedule is there and I can execute. Just like I love it when I'm eating clean and making great choices. But when my schedule gets messed up, I'm still totally in control. I still have the power to think through, okay, what are my options here? What can I do? So we have the exact same situation happening just in a different area of your life. Do you, do you see that parallel? I do. I do. I do. Yes. And the awesome thing about that is you've already done it before with food. Mm-hmm. So you just are sort of mimicking the same thing of like, wait, nope, that is something I've believed for a really long time. Just like you believed I can't have alcohol. I can't have cookies for a really long time. And now it's, that's just a story. And I need to disconnect from the story and recognize I'm totally in control of my choices, even when my schedule gets messed up. And the reality of life is your schedule is going to get messed up all the friggin' time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just is. And you still are in control. There's more that you can do than there are things you can't do. Okay, that's great. So it just comes down to practicing that. Like when the Pilates studio calls and class is canceled, 
there's way more you can do to move your body than the one option you can't do, mm-hmm. you know, and you handled that perfectly well, which defies what you said of, I fall apart when my schedule gets messed up. No, you don't. No, you don't. So stop telling yourself that. Well, I need to, to fine tune my affirmations a little bit. And yeah. absolutely. And go back to that sense of, I am the kind of person who can handle what life throws at me. You've made it this far? Yeah, 61 years. <laughs> yeah, you've made it this far and you've had some huge accomplishments in your life. So you, you got to tell that voice, just the same voice that said like, you know, you're going to instantly put on 100 pounds or lose total control if you have one drink or one cookie. And just like you said, not true. You tell this same, oh, well, everything falls apart. No, it doesn't. That's crap. You've made it this far and you're just fine. And you did it today and you're just fine. It's removing the drama and the story and then practicing. It's so funny that something like that is so much more difficult than like watching your carbs or. (laughs) I mean, it just depends. Everything is difficult. You had a lot more practice with food discipline than you've had with mindset discipline. Exactly. So that's why it feels easier. That's awesome, Elizabeth. Let me wrap up with one final question. I've asked you this before, but forgive me for asking again. Um, I know you had a lot of questions starting out with the Fat Loss Fast Track or even when we had that first one-on-one call. And there are a lot of people who are where you are and feel that anxiety about food and feel that lack of confidence in their ability. And if they were on the fence about taking a very different approach, because the Fast Track is a very different approach... What would be your words of wisdom to them? I think the first thing I would tell them is that they should really consider investing in themselves and their their wellness and health. And if it's possible, if it's at all possible to do this financially, because I think a lot of times people, we, we don't want to spend money or whatever on mm-hmm. ourselves. Yep. So I would tell them that if it's any way possible, if you, if you would come up with the money for, say, something that for someone that you care about and everything yourself, if there's any way you could, can do it, I would recommend that they do at least one. And the reason is that what's most important that I've learned so far is that you need to find out your own issues, what you can live with, what your issues are, what and design a program that you can you can uh, that works for you in your life. And the fast loss fast track is so good about that because it's one thing at a time. You have a whole week yeah. to practice something at a time. One, if I have never learned anything else from you, it is. Don't start anything for a day you're not willing to do for the rest of your life. Okay. And it's different for every person. And when you tell your story about how your first changes in your diet was still not good. Yeah, <laughs> it was still Chick-fil-A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just a little less Chick-fil-A. But, yeah. it made, but it made a difference. So I really, I, I hate that. And this women, this happens to women so much. You have to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you would invest in a course to do better at your job, your your health, mental and physical health is much more important than that. And so I would tell them that I, I doubt that they would regret it at all. But I do know that if you really want to just work out something that works for you, 
and try to get off that merry-go-round of everything that pops up late at night or some of the latest thing on the latest diet, the latest that. Mm-hmm. I shut that off. And I don't have I don't have weight loss goals in, uh, in my New Year's resolutions anymore. I don't have that anymore. So that's what I think, because I think that you do come out of I came out of the fast track with something that works great for me. It's perfect. It may not be something that works for anybody else, but it works for me. So I would I would encourage people to love themselves enough to just give it a try. I really I feel very strongly about that. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It really means a lot to me. And and you're right. We do go way back. And it's just been so fun to see you trust yourself more and love yourself more. And, you know, we're all still a work in progress, but it's just been such a joy to be a small part of your journey. There was so much good stuff in that episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. And you'll notice when I share these conversations I have with clients that I always start with what's going well. And I don't do that so that they can pat themselves on the back, though there's value in that. And I certainly don't do it to pat myself on the back, but I do it because we can learn so much about how to tackle current things we are struggling with by looking at things we've already improved. And it doesn't have to be in the same realm, right? You might look at a strategy or a time where you were really crushing it at work or with your finances and find tools or tips or strategies or approaches that you can apply to improving the way you eat or improving your consistency with workouts. So what we have done well really informs how we can navigate tough things now. So I love that episode. I hope you guys did too. Reminder that just for the next few days, the summer 12-week Fat Loss Fast Track registration is open. You can get all of the details. I talk in a lot of detail about it in episode 352 of this podcast. Or you can register and also get more information by going to primalpotential.com forward slash summer17. Now, if you're listening to this in the future and that link is no longer up, hopefully what you will see is a wait list for a future group. I do them either three or four times a year, uh, just depending on the schedule and whatnot. So hope to get the chance to work with you whenever that is. Make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.